Well, let me talk to you about Barrel Buddy. Uh, Barrel Buddy is uh, your way to clean your gun. Uh, it is not a, it's not like a t-shirt. I, you know, I love going to the store and buying, you know, old t-shirts that have been cut up. Not like I have a bunch of those myself. Anyway, um, you know, that that's a hassle. My wife won't even let me clean the gun in the house. It's crazy. But anyway, this is the best way to clean your gun. It is a completely different way. I think it's revolutionized. Uh, the way to clean the gun. Barrel Buddy is made entirely in the United States by a company that shares your values. It is no mess. It cleans by scrubbing and collecting particulates throughout your gun's boards made of polymers, and it doesn't leave anything behind in the barrel. It is really, really remarkable. When you try it, I guarantee the first thing is you'll say is, why didn't somebody else come up with this a long time ago? BarrelBuddy.com. BarrelBuddy.com. Get them now. Clean your guns the right way, the revolutionary way, the clean way. BarrelBuddy.com. BarrelBuddy.com. All right. The program begins in just a minute. The Democrats have taken the Virginia legislature, which uh, has now put a felon in charge of the state house, which I'm all for felons, all for felons, except Woo! for that one, that one that's going to soon be a felon. One way or another, we're going to make him a felon. Then he should not have office ever. Um, huge night for the Democrats. However, there were some bright spots and some low points and maybe some lessons to learn. Uh, I want to start with a really bright spot. We'll give that to you in 60 seconds. First, what are you looking for when you walk down the meat aisle at the grocery store? An escape hatch? Just don't look over the meat. Don't look at the Pretend it doesn't exist. You're looking for something high quality that you can feed your family. You, you're looking for something that is affordable. You're probably looking at this stuff that's just about to expire if you're the normal American now. You want good quality meat at a good price uh, and and something you can put on your family's table. You know that quality matters. That's why the high quality beef, chicken, pork, fish, all of it from local farms and local ranches are the best things you can buy. Don't settle for less than the best meat. Get it at a great price. Lock it in. Head on over to GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. 
for $25 off any box right now. Do some serious good for yourself and your family and others by having American meat delivered right to your door. GoodRanchers.com. That's GoodRanchers.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK. $25 at GoodRanchers.com. All right. Do we have Dom on? Dom Theodore. He is uh, the program director of this program. Uh, he's actually the guy who saved my career about 20 years ago and told me, what are you doing listening to everybody else? Uh, your show sucks when you listen to everybody else. Why don't you do what you want to do? And I said, you know, I'm going to try that because they're going to fire me anyway. And uh, and now here we are all these many <laughs> years later. Dom, how are you, sir? I'd say it all worked out for you pretty well. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. Uh, so, Dom, l- let's talk about what happened uh, in Michigan uh, last night. Something miraculous happened in your township. Yeah, it, it's really one township over from where I live. There's been, um, I, I think this audience is very familiar with the uh, CCP uh, run um, Goshen Battery Factory that uh, the state of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, uh, tried to shove down our throat here locally and continues to, by the way. Um, but what happened was there were a number of local officials that early on kind of signed on to that project in a shroud of secrecy. They used secret uh, code names for it, like Project Elephant. And they kept the community in the dark. Well, the community eventually found out about it. Uh, but, of course, it was by that point uh, after the board had committed resources and taken votes and, you know, supported Goshen, um, and it was really too late for the public to to respond. And uh, so the public went into action and signed recall petitions for um, all the board members for Green Charter Township. Um, Eventually, a couple of them had resigned, so there were only five left that didn't resign. Uh, And last night, every single one of them was replaced um, in the recall election. We clean swept all five of those seats. In addition, there was another seat for the township supervisor in Big Rapids Township. Um, unlike the Green Charter Township Board, the Big Rapids Township listened to the public and everyone except their supervisor, um, Bill Stanick, um, had uh, decided to go with what the public uh, had, uh, had wanted, which was not supporting Goshen. Um, the only one that wouldn't change his mind was Bill Stanick. He also was recalled last night and replaced so what does this mean uh, because you have a you have a chinese communist company coming in here to build batteries uh it's it it has in its charter that it has to have a you know a, a young communist club and all kinds of crazy stuff but whitmer brought all of this stuff in jammed it through the town councils they all said okay so is this going to stop it or or what is this here's the worst part is they did all this with our tax dollars i mean that that's the thing the money that lured them here and is paying for most of this is michigan tax dollars unbelievable that's that's the worst part there's a development agreement in place uh, that the previous board left over um and, you know, obviously the new board is going to look at that um, with, uh, with, with an eyes. attorney 
and see what the options are as far as getting out of it. There's a number of things that, um, you know, Goshen in the past has basically been able to come in and steamroll over the community uh, and against the, the public's wishes. <clears throat> you know, it's interesting, the former um, township supervisor, Jim Chapman, completely refused to take a public survey at any point because he knew that this was going to be the result. And by the way, the Glenn, Glenn the margins weren't even close. We, we won by like 70% in most cases. Jeez. So th- there, it was clear that the community didn't want this project, never wanted this project. And, you know, now we have a new board with fresh eyes, as you said, that will look at every option um, that's on the table and, and see, um, you know, how they can get out of the development agreement and possibly, uh, you know, some other remedies as well. Mm. So, but what they're going to find now is that it, the township boards are not going to roll over like they have been. Good, good. Well, congratulations, Tom. I know you guys have worked really hard on this. And, uh, you know, standing up to not only Whitmer um, and all of the, the state's uh, machinery, but also the machinery of the CCP is not easy. And here's good guys winning. So keep it up. Believe me. It wasn't, it wasn't me. There were so many people involved oh, in the community all came together and we can use everyone's help at protect because there's still obviously, there's actually a lawsuit uh, as well to try to, to stop them. So um, there's a C3, uh, you know, um, a nonprofit set up to help tax deductible donations at protect Macosta, as in Macosta County, M-E-C-O-S-T-A. Dot org. Thank you very much, Tom. Like Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. God bless. So Me that's too. that's some good news. Um, some good news. Taxpayers went and said no to higher taxes all over the country. If I were not the guy that I am, uh, and you know hadn't done my homework, didn't wasn't paying attention in Ohio, I would have voted against. Or for the uh, the abortion uh, proposition, because to me, the way it was worded is so misleading. It was, you know, that, you know, the state's going to be able to have it'll be in the Constitution. Somebody can get in the way of your wife's miscarriage, you know, and have to manage that for her. What are you talking about? Uh, It was horrible the way it was worded. And I think there were a lot of people that fell for it. Quite honestly, um, it wasn't honest. However, it could be that people just are cool with abortion. I, I don't know. I don't know. And if that's the case, then we are going to deserve everything our country gets. Yes. You know, that is where this is going to end, sadly. Um, but you're right. The wording was r- completely ridiculous. Bringing up things like birth control, which no one was fighting against, fertility treatments, which no one was fighting against, miscarriage care, which no one was fighting against. I mean, there was one really interesting, I can't remember the exact wording of it, but it was something like the right to be able to keep your own pregnancy, which, like, I, is there a movement of people just walking down the street pointing at pregnant bellies and saying, end that one? I don't know. Maybe there is. <laughs> I've, never, no, I've, never I've never heard it. it. I've never heard it. So now the in the Constitution is the right to abortion. Um, and another measure that they voted for to um, legalize marijuana. Margins on both ballot measures, not even close. Abortion and marijuana both won by double digits. Congratulations. Yeah, not, uh, totally, by the way, totally expected. I mean, this is yeah. not a surprise at all. It was something we talked about yesterday that was going to happen. And it's unfortunate. 
And now Ohio basically is California, you know, on abortion. And I know, look, while some people are That's certainly we were not for the uh, um, the constitutional vote over the summer. That was the that was the vote that mattered. Yeah. This one we knew this was going to happen once the first one happened. Yeah. But uh, you know, look, if you there are people that are certainly to the left of us when it comes to the life issue, uh, and maybe the people of Ohio are in that category, but they're not as far left as California and New York and Illinois. And now they've got the same laws. So, and it's constitutionally enshrined. So it's going to be hard to remove, but that is what this is all about. And the point is changing people's minds over a long period of time. It's, you know, it's not always going to be done with the law and you can't just depend on votes. You have to be able to convince people over a, a very long period. And it's important because what we're talking about here are children living. And I know that's a quaint little idea that we're not allowed to talk about anymore, but we, we kind of think that children should be alive. Uh, looks like the Democratic Party held on to the governor's mansion in Kentucky, the Senate in Virginia. Uh, they managed to flip the Virginia House. Um, the biggest win came in two ballot measures in Ohio that we just told you about. One race in the Virginia House was really close, and I don't have, can you see if they've called this race yet? Uh, Susanna Gibson. Did it go to Susanna Gibson or did it go to David Owens? Um, it was too close to call in the middle of the night. But Susanna Gibson, if you remember, is the nurse practitioner who, you know, people talked about because she made videos of her performing all kinds of things by request for payment uh, in her uh, bedroom. It appears that Owen did win that race. And Owen did win. It. Yes. So not, the, I mean, not and, her. And probably the, the poor issue probably is the difference here. It was only about a 3% race, uh, about 900 votes, give or take. It was the, Jeez. was the difference in this race. So probably, I mean, maybe the, who knows, maybe she's going to lose by 20 points and the porn thing got her close. I don't know. But I, my guess is the difference here was, uh, this scandal, uh, that came out. Uh, you have the Mississippi governor, Tate Reeves, a second turn for him. The um, the uh, Democrat conceded last night. The assembly in New Jersey remains solidly blue. It was a Democrat clean sweep. Uh, Long Island goes Republican. Uh, so we got we got Long Island. Uh, Colorado voters rejected property tax measures backed by the Democrats. Um, in Maine, they voted against a new state utility, um, and they said they wanted to change their constitution um, and put it. It remains in the constitution, but for some unknown reason, at least to me, they took it out of the printed constitution, and it's all of the uh, tribal obligations that Maine has that, you know, 200 years ago, they made to the uh, Native Americans and the people there. But it's full of white people, so you would expect this. Um, oh, you know, they I... said, hey, we should put that back in our Constitution so we all remember what we, uh, where we came from and, you know, our obligations. So those racists up in uh, Maine... They voted to uh, restore that. White people are the worst. Am I right? No. Uh, Whitmer and uh, Jackson Lee. Okay. So here's it is. Uh, here, here's uh, it's Whitmire, actually. It's uh, Senator John Whitmire mm -hmm. running for the mayor's role in Houston 
running against Sheila Jackson Lee. Exciting. Exciting race. They're going to go to runoff there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you're going to have one of the two. Uh, you know, yeah, Whitmire she, would probably be the better one, right? More over little. Sheila Jackson Lee. <laughs> yes. Just for comedic. Just uh, for comedic she, that's purposes. That's true. For our purposes, we don't live in Houston. Yes. So for our purposes, Sheila Jackson Lee would be a better mayor yeah. because we would get constant. Co- I uh, cannot com- believe that Sheila Jackson Lee is actually being considered by a good number of people in Houston. That, that, that's insanity. <laughs> it really is incredible. I mean, all of this, all of this just goes to show you that we are not a nation. You know, it is not an open and shut case. Everybody knows it's going to be close, but I don't think that it is actually running in our favor when it comes to, uh, you know, the poll numbers. I, I don't think, I mean, I don't think this is an open and shut case by any stretch of the imagination in what for way? any of these presidential candidates. Oh, no. I mean, I, uh, look, I, I think that's definitely true. I mean, <laughs> this is, it's, it's not easy to win presidential elections. Now, you do have a very, very weak candidate running for re-election, at least currently, in Joe Biden, which makes it possible for... Possible. Po- but it's not obvious by any means. You know, here's... The, well, I was looking at the Texas results, and they voted on... What was it? We voted here in, in Texas, 14 different propositions. Um, only one did they reject. They said yes to all 14 of them except one. And that one was raising the mandatory retirement age for state judges. <laughs> so the, the state constitution would be amended to increase the mandatory retirement age for Texas judges from 279 from 75. So the one thing they rejected out of all of these, and it's like creating funds for water and creating funds for internet and all these other things. The only thing Texas voters rejected was like, no more old people, please. No more old people. Back in just a minute. Let me tell you about relief factor. Think back to the time not too long ago when you were not in pain all the time. Remember how much easier it was just to live life, be happy, enjoy all the things that life had to offer you. Go back to that time. If you're like me and you've lived with pain and you feel like you've tried everything, you might indeed be saying to yourself, there's got to be a better way. Well, there is. Relief Factor is a daily supplement that helps your body fight that pain. It's 100% drug free. It was developed by doctors to help reduce or eliminate pain. And over a million people have tried Relief Factor's quick start kit. And 70% of them have gone on to order more. See how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week quick start kit. It's 1995. Comes with Relief Factor's feel better or your money back guarantee so give it a try relieffactor.com or call 800 the number four relief that's 800 the number four relief feel the difference relieffactor.com 10 seconds station id tonight the third Republican debate. Is anybody actually going to be watching? I'll be watching, Glenn. Only 9.5 million people watched the last one. Those numbers are abysmal. Back in 2015, GOP debates were averaging well over 20 million viewers. Why is it so different? Questions asked in 2015 and 2016 sucked as bad as they do now. Moderators were biased, more concerned about their own social media presence, blah, blah, blah. The debates, I don't think, have any real substance. There is a single topic 
that is on everybody's mind. All the questions tonight should focus on it, but it won't. Are we headed towards World War III? Are there the current candidates? Will any of you lead us away from a global catastrophe? How will you deal with Palestinians in the streets all over the world if you decide that we're going to stand behind Israel? What about Ukraine, Russia, Iran, China? Debate moderators are not going to do it, but tonight we've reached out to every candidate with some very specific questions, seven of them. No bias, no gotcha questions, just real questions, real substance. How will they steer us away from war? How will they fix the border? Tonight, I'll reveal their answers. I'm also going to reveal something else. We've cracked the code on Democrats' playbook with Joe Biden. Seriously, we know he's a compulsive liar, but somehow the left has turned it into a positive. Stupid is as stupid does. He's Forrest Gump. He is Joe Biden is has been turned into the real life Forrest Gump. I have all of the evidence tonight. Tonight debate Joe Biden is Forrest Gump and the right GOP candidate to keep America safe is tonight. Nine o'clock blaze TV. That's right after a brand new stew does America. And I also note if you are, are watching the debate or just want to get find out what happened, who did well, who did not. Uh, we're going to be doing extended coverage on youtube.com slash stew does America. I will be watching the debate, maybe so you don't have to, but if you want to check in and see what actually happened, uh, make sure to check that out. YouTube.com slash stew does America. And, and like Glenn, honestly, like you look at the ratings being down, what's the reason? Well, the guy who's leading the field isn't doing it. Yeah. He, I mean, like it's look, we all know that J- Donald Trump brings ratings no matter what. But, you know, I think everybody has made their choice on number two and number one. That's the key. Well, the key thing is having you need to have a second choice. This is a different election because of what's happening to Donald Trump in the courts. Right. You have to have you better know who's going to be your second choice here because you might wind up having uh, a situation where you don't have your first choice might not be there. So in other words, we may have chaos. A little bit of chaos. A little bit of just chaos. A dash, huh. a spoonful. Dash. Huh. At, the, at the end of the recipe, just sprinkle a little on. A, a little chaos. A spoonful of chaos <laughs> makes. Uh, no, I don't think it does. Uh, all right. More when we return in just a minute on freedom of speech. The Glenn Beck Program. Also AI. It's uh, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Um, all right. Let me tell you about Rough Greens. Dog's man's best friend, right? It's a relationship you take seriously. I know you. You're like I am with my dog. I want him to be happy and healthy. And we're also responsible uh, to give our dog the best to our, of our abilities. I started giving uh, my dog, Uno, Rough Greens years ago. He's... Um, He's now 12, getting very old for a German shepherd. And I honestly believe giving him rough greens over the last few years has changed his life, given him the best years of his life. Imagine what it could do for your dog. Rough greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. You want the green stuff. And they'll give you the first trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping. Go to Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens.com slash back. 
roughgreens.com slash back or call them right now at 833-GLEN-33 833-G-L-E-N-N-33 roughgreens.com slash back Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. You'll get uh, Glenn TV and Studios America back-to-back tonight. Use the promo code Glenn Plus. Well, they've, uh, they have censored now um, Rashida Khalib. Uh, Talib, she has now yeah. been censored in uh, censured in uh, Congress, um, and now it was over her anti-Israel statements. However, they didn't do it last time. No, uh, but this time she said that Joe Biden was a genocidal maniac, and uh, gosh darn it, they got it done this time. Yeah, you know, we talked about this literally yesterday that they they let Rashida Talib get off with all of her anti-Jew comments. I bet they have a better chance of censuring her now that she's bashed Joe Biden. And that's exactly what happened. I think 22 Democrats came on board uh, for that that particular vote. She wept openly like a little girl. Here she is. I can't believe I have to say this. But Palestinian people are not disposable. What? What? Oh, boy. Here she goes. Oh, Ilana Omar is going to give her a hug. Give her a hug. You need to get in the camera shot as well, of course. I'm standing there for you. I'm with you. We are human beings. Just like anyone else. My city, my grandmother, like all Palestinians, just wants to live her life with freedom and human dignity we all deserve. All Palestinians feel that way. Some of them went over and raped and murdered Jews and put children in ovens and live-streamed the murders of grandmothers to their family members. Some Palestinians did that. So I would say all fall into the category. Did you you notice that her mom who wants to live, or her grandmother who wants to live in dignity, Mm -hmm. is completely covered head to toe? Well, her eyes want to live in dignity because that's the only part of the body you can see. But yes. So that was very upsetting. Very now, heartwarming. And now, this is, she has the performative cry thing down very, very oh, well. Oh, she should have heard it. She went nuts. She, she literally She went, is nuts. Yeah, she didn't she go She went nuts. into, you know, this is what I would expect from uh, a body that owned slaves, you know, a hundred. I mean, it's, yeah, she's nuts. Not only nuts, but boring. Yeah. Boring. Uh, so free speech. Free speech. Is this free speech? Is this free speech at universities? We do we have free speech because you can apparently say whatever you want when it comes to killing Jews, but you've got a gag order on a presidential candidate. You have big tech collusion, pressuring of the press, mostly peaceful protests that are not mostly peaceful or OK, but some actually peaceful ones are not OK. You can call for the murder of a president while we sift through the sedimentary layers of that same presidential speech to prove he was calling for an insurrection. And who's Ray Epps again? Meanwhile, hordes are on our street. They are, they're marching to that catchy tune from the river to the sea. But I thought inciting violence was out. Should calls for genocide be protected? Well, maybe. Here's an uncomfortable position. Hamas supporters should be able to chant from the river to the sea, 
just as Nazis should be able to march through Skokie. That's my position. If we can only see who they are and what we th- what they think, if we listen closely, they tell us who they are and what they attend. That does not mean we support them. It doesn't mean we ignore them. It means we listen carefully. When you are saying to the river, to the sea, that's all of Israel. That is a call for genocide. If we listen to people, it's actually an advantage. But we have to be wise. The shocking thing is that that so many are allowed to call for genocide in America. That's. That's not the shocking thing. What is shocking is that there are so many right there in the shining cities of the West so eager to do so. You should be allowed to say it, but look at the number of people. And they're not countered by a million-man march saying, no, this isn't who we are. If protests turn to burning cities down or breaking into capitals, Those committing the violence are to be punished. Violence is violence. But I would bet you that as we saw at the White House last week, when they were trying to tear down the gates around the White House, if they would have gotten through, they would have found a way to make that a mostly peaceful protest. Opinions sometimes are really despicable. But opinions are opinions. It's not violence. But in the yearning for safety, for someone just to protect us, we accept, many of us, accept that some speech is dangerous. Some needs to be silenced. Because someone might hear it and start thinking and then start doing the wrong thing. Voting the wrong way. Not behaving as they should. Only who decides this is not about whataboutism or right versus left. This is about how important an open and even playing field really is. And the only one that really counts, the playing field of ideas. There's a court case, Whitney versus California. And Justice Louis Brandeis, who I despise, he wrote, listen to this carefully, quote, Those who won our independence by revolution were not cowards. They did not fear political change. They did not exalt order at the cost of liberty. To to courageous, self-reliant men with confidence in the power of free and fearless reasoning applied through the process of popular government, no danger flowing from speech can be deemed clear and present Unless the incidence of the evil apprehended is so imminent that it may uh, may befall before there's an opportunity for full discussion. If there's a time to expose through discussion the falsehood and fallacies to avert the evil by the processes of education, the remedy to be applied is more speech, not enforced silence. Now, this guy 20th century, early 20th century, 20th century Wilsonian progressive. Okay, big with Wilson. And a lot of that sounds really good, right? 
starts well, ends well, but there in the middle, it goes wildly off the rails. Did you notice the giant carve out speech is good unless full discussion cannot control its effects fast enough? Okay, now who decides that? Because we're having that discussion right now with global warming. It's something that's not supposed to happen for another 50 or 100 years, but we have to act right now. No discussion. Discussion's over. You must not say this thing because someone might hear you think, act, before we have time to feed them the approved truth. Then all speech has to be censored and filtered. After all, if I speak, you will hear. And as soon as the words are out, well, no telling what might happen. America, and after it, the West, used to be justly admired for one of its greatest innovations, peaceful transfers of power, a democratic-republican process resting on none other than free speech, an open marketplace of ideas, an even playing field. We supposedly choose our leaders and our policies based on robust debate where all of us make up our own minds. But is that true? How many people are making up their own minds? How many people are engaging? I mean, look at what Google is doing. Look how social media is shaping. Do you have free will? We're at the beginning of that debate. And transfer, transfer of power used to involve violence, wars, revolutions, coups. But we found a better way. So that when a Trump or a Biden enters or leaves the White House, no tanks are needed, mostly. But that only works with an even playing field, an open market. If one side can get their thumb over the other for safety, then that all goes away. And the alternative to free and open debate is just like the alternative to peaceful transfer of power, violence. The alternative to violence is dialogue, real dialogue, not the dialogue that's like, well, I'm going to see if you can come my way. No. Let's have a real dialogue. If debate is not an option, then what remains is force, political force at first, eventually actual force. Shout, shove, then shoot. We're stuck after shove right now. Will we go to shoot or will we reverse ourselves? Because if a disagreement becomes intolerable, then you have to come up with a solution. And what is it the Palestinians are Shouting in our streets now, a final solution. It's probably no accident free speech is in the First Amendment, even though that amendment was actually third in the Bill of Rights originally submitted for ratification. Is it a coincidence or is it finger of God? One thing we know. The Bible doesn't have a First Amendment commandment, but it does have plenty on speaking the truth. And it is crystal clear on the need for a level playing field. Don't recognize faces in Deuteronomy. It means treat all people the same, kings and commoners, white and black, rich and poor, Democrats, Republicans, ultra MAGA and never Trumpers. No special treatment, good or bad. Why? 
Because God wants us to be more like him, he makes no distinction. He demands the same of all of us. Equality, not equity or safety, including speech, neither God nor the First Amendment have carve-outs like, I mean, unless it's a microaggression, unless it's unpopular and makes people uncomfortable. There are no carve-outs. God's clear. The truth needs to be spoken, especially when it's unpopular, uncomfortable, or dangerous, even in the face of tyranny. That's when it's needed most of all. Darkness prevails if there is no light. More light, not less. More speech, not enforced silence. More honest questioning, not blindfolded fear. You have to make up your own mind. You have to hold to the truth. You have to speak without fear. If enough of us do, then none need to fear for those who lie or those who speak evil. Because there will be enough of us speaking the truth. Fix Reason firmly in her seat and stand. Now's the time for you to reduce your monthly bills and start saving some money. Um, Only God knows where this is going to go in the next six months, six months from now. That that almost puts us in uh, in the summer. Where are we going to be six months? Where are we going to be next fall? Any ideas? I don't. Um, I don't think we're going to be in less trouble than we are. And I certainly don't want to be behind on all of my bills. And right now, if you are somebody with a credit card and you are maxed out, I understand. I get it. And so does American financing. But your interest rate in, on some cards is going as high as 35% now. That is. That's robbery. Right now, American financing, if you own a home, saving people $700 a month every month. And if you roll this credit card into your mortgage, it's also then tax deductible. So it helps pay even more. American financing, they're waiting for your call right now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. When you go to buy clothing, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Is it fat? That you're overweight? Yeah. It, why don't the things I used to have yeah. still fit? And no, that's, that's What do you mean you don't have my size? <laughs> uh, what about the quality of it? What about the durability of it? What about, uh, you know, where it's, I don't know, where it was made? That's something you should think about because if you think about the country and what, what is good for the country, you want to support American manufacturing and American Giant is doing that every single day. This is an American company making American products in America. It's a crazy idea, but they're, they're, they're giving it a whirl, and you will love the results of this. American Giant is supporting also Rescue 22, a nonprofit company that matches rescue dogs with veterans who have service-related disabilities. They custom train each dog to match the need of a veteran. American Giant has created a limited edition classic full zip, their uh, signature American-made hoodie that you will absolutely love. And this one has all profits going to fund dogs for veterans who need one. 
it's just one example of how American Giant is spreading really good things to the world and our country. And this week, American Giant is increasing their military discount to 25%. All active duty reservists, National Guard, veterans, and military family members receive a 25% discount. Check it out. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. It's American Giant. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. So, um... Yesterday, it was announced uh, that U.S. Jewish organizations are trying to organize the largest support rally ever for Israel. Um, it is a march for Israel. It's next week, November 14th, in the National Mall in Washington, D.C. Um, and it is put on by a couple of uh, broad, very broad coalitions of American communities uh, for the March of Israel. Um, it is uh, the uh, Jewish Federations of North America. Uh, and then there's another organization as well. The Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. There's a lot of these organizations in here that I disagree on a lot of things. Um, however, maybe the Jewish people uh, are doing what we all maybe should be doing looking at the things that are really truly important and that is life and standing together i'm, I'm still doing some homework on this uh, because i promised i would never go back into washington dc and i would never attend a rally in washington dc but uh i might on this one um i don't know standing up you know whatever you said if you've ever wondered what would i have done during slavery what would I have done? I, I'm not. I would have stood up for the Jews in Germany. Really, really, because whatever you're doing now answers that question. Would you have stood up when it was easy, er, to stand up? Easier to stop the direction of that country. Uh, if we don't stand out now, it's going to get harder and harder. We're certainly seeing the Hamas supporters standing up. They, yeah. they have the the courage Strange. of their convictions. Remember how exhilarating they found October 7th. We, we, we heard that multiple times from professors. Hey, it was an exhilarating day. Sure, sure it was, uh, but they seem to be standing up in mass. And uh, I don't know. It's important for the other side to stand up as well. So that is happening Tuesday in Washington, D.C., and uh, I hope to see you there. Um, I haven't made my final decision yet. Uh, I just want to do some more checking. I, I want to make sure I know exactly who I'm standing with. Um, but I do stand with the Jewish people's right to live. And I think that is worth all of our time to stand peacefully for that. The Glenn Beck Program. Abortion is a tragic part of our lives as Americans. <laughs> and uh, even though we've overturned Roe versus Wade, we have quite the uphill battle because it's not going to change until we change people's hearts. And babies are babies. They're not clumps of cells. Moms are not killers, for the most part. They're not killers. They are people that feel trapped and don't feel like they have any other way to go. So what do we do? First, let's show that those are babies. $28 pays for a free ultrasound for a mom that's considering ending her child's life. You double the chances of life when mom sees the, the fingers and the toes and the baby and the heartbeat. 
then you empower them because you also are standing by them with preborn for the next two years or so with everything that she might need medical care clothing for the kids everything preborn.com slash glenn that's preborn.com slash glenn go there now two stories that are barely getting anybody's attention that have happened in the last 10 days another one is about to happen and i think these two stories and this is quite a statement i believe may end up being as important as what's happening in israel these are massive stories i believe and they're already baked into the cards and it is going to completely change our life i'll explain in 60 seconds might be time to think about the dangers of shopping online how it could expose uh, a lot or even all of your personal data cyber criminals love that stuff they do a lot more uh, online than you know of as you're doing a lot more than just shopping your data can be susceptible through all of the stuff that you do while you're online especially when you're shopping everything you have could be gone in a moment now nobody can protect all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses but you can help protect what's yours with lifelock by norton Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK. It's lifelock.com, promo code BECK, or 1-800-LIFELOCK. All right, let me give you a couple of uh, stories here real quick, and then uh, I'm going to have somebody explain uh, some of these things. First of all, President Biden signed an executive order last Monday And it was, you know, we're just trying to strike a balance between innovation and regulation of artificial intelligence. What it does is it gives the left a free pass into capturing the most important technological advancement possibly of all mankind. They're using the Defense Production Act, and it gives the government oversight and regulatory scrutiny of the industry 
by creating new reporting requirements, interagency coordination and handling AI. It calls for the development of new technological standards and tools for the evaluation of AI systems. It also uh, calls for AI companies to report on training, security, testing, dual AI models, blah, blah, blah. It also requires AI developers to provide safety test results and to make sure that we're baking in DEI. Perfect. By the way, it also is in the regulations. It allows the federal government to look through every line of code in software. I don't know. That sounds like a problem. So controlling AI is the first story. The second story is coming from the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, looking for digital equity. This is a power grab that is unlike any power grab ever uh, in the FCC history. This will grab all of the uh, Internet and give the United States government and this administration with the FCC complete control of every aspect of the Internet. We have a Federal Communications uh, Commission Commissioner Brendan Carr with us now. Uh, Brendan, how are you? I'm doing great. Good to be with you. Thank you. Can you explain what this means? Yeah, well, look, first of all, I think you're you're right to put this in a in a broader perspective. There's a lot of individual actions that are taking place right now in the government that could just look like sort of unconnected, disconnected, isolated pinpricks. But right. But to your point, in the switch analogies, there's a far, far broader mosaic that is taking shape and we have to wake up and take a look at it. So as you noted, um, the Biden administration has this AI executive order. And look, I'm all for sort of putting some, you know, common yes. sense guardrails in place. But this thing goes way beyond towards government control. And there's lots of other pieces going on. As you mentioned, uh, President Biden has called on the FCC here, where I work, to put in place a digital equity plan for the Internet. And that plan would have the FCC, for the very first time ever, uh, assert intrusive new controls and regulation of the Internet. Literally every feature of the service, the speed, the latency, the pricing, how long installation times go, um, and where Internet can be built or not built, for the very first time. I mean, we have never put a regulatory regime like that in place in probably 50 years at the FCC. You have to go all the way back to sort of the, the New Deal era when we were regulating the mobile telephone monopoly, a point in time in which there was virtually no distinction between the private sector and the government. And one other piece of this real quick, just two days ago, Jim Jordan put out a new report that showed that the government had been colluding to censor mm -hmm. the free speech rights of private citizens. And so this is all part of one plan, whether it's jawboning social media, whether it's AI, or whether it's this digital equity plan that we're going to vote on at the FCC next week. It's all about government control. I certainly think it can be used for nefarious purposes, but also it's just it's fundamentally a rejection of what we are as a country. It's a rejection of free market capitalism. I have my concerns with, with big corporations, don't get me wrong, but this is absolutely sort of a progressive approach that uh, really feels like, you know, Bernie Sanders has captured the FCC. Well, I mean, I, I will tell you, if you're building the same kind of system, the last time it was seen uh, was Ma Bell. 
look what that did to that technology. It wasn't until we got out of the phone regulation business that we had answering machines and call waiting and uh, all kinds of uh, wireless communication. None of that stuff. I mean, I remember when it used to be really expensive to make a long distance call. I don't pay. I can call China today and I'm not paying extra for it. I mean, everything changed when the government got out of that business. Well, you're right. Look, in in a couple of years ago, six years ago, um, we ended this Obama era experiment with heavy handed regulation of the Internet called Title Two. It was branded uh, in the public as net neutrality. because That sounds like a very positive thing. Who could be against net neutrality? But what we saw the last time they tried to do this with heavy handed controls was a decrease in investment in this space. And when we repealed Title II uh, in 2017, if you remember, it was a total uh, sort of apocalyptic prediction. It would be the end of the Internet. CNN ran a banner headline, end of the Internet as we know it. What's happened since then? Internet speeds are up six-fold. Prices are down relative to inflation. Prices for actually heavy regulated industries like utilities, water, power, sewer, the prices for those services have increased at two times the price as internet. And so, again, uh, you know, we have this approach where the Biden administration's policies are failing and they're looking for a scapegoat and it's a private sector. And what they're doing instead of, you know, riding the ship is they're going further to the left. And their view essentially, I guess, is that we've really never tried real command and control regulation of the internet, but that's exactly where we're heading now. So what does this mean to people like me um, and the blaze um, under this kind of regulation will will I have to jump if I were starting the blaze like I did you know 12 years ago nobody was doing it we had to make our own rules and make our own way and make our own technology to do it um, could you under this can do I have to jump through extra hoops? Do I have to, you know, be, you know, uh, DEI loving or anything else? Well, look, you know, this is the this is putting the FCC in charge of entire industries that we never regulated before. Before, as you know, from your, from your background, it was sort of broadcasters and it was to some extent ISPs themselves. But now we say if you are at all in the chain of this, you know, communications space, you're going to be sort of newly subject to the FCC. Whether it reaches as far as you, I, I don't think so, but it also doesn't need to because the broader plan, whether it's you know the censorship industrial complex that we're seeing right now uh, or this Title II approach where the FCC is asked in that proceeding whether they should be blocking uh, IP addresses, you know, the broader plan is one that certainly you know, brings you within the realm of the federal government wanting to, to control. And it's, you know, it's good that you got up and running uh, in, in a very different regime um, but we have to change course here. And I think, you know, litigation is one aspect. Thankfully, there's a lot of favorable Supreme Court law right now um, that is reigning in the administrative state. Uh, and I hope that that, you know, is is something that happens here. Because, again, if you step back, people look at, you know, the presidency and the House and the Senate and how often those change hands. But the administrative state, the alphabet soup of agencies in Washington, D.C., has been under the control of Democrats for approaching 12 out of the last 16 years, a very important period of time for economic growth in this country. Um, and so it's a good thing that the Supreme Court is starting to uh, look at some of these power grabs that the agencies are attempting to do. 
with the FCC involved, let me switch gears over to the uh, use of AI. What is what is the FCC's role with AI? It shouldn't be much, but this executive order does direct the FCC to play a role. And I've, I've seen this before. Look, I spent a lot of time in Europe, in Brussels, in this job, uh, talking with my colleagues over there. And Europe has a very, very different approach when it comes to new technology. They hold roundtables, they hold listening sessions, they hold salons, they look at it, they spin it around. And on the front end, before they let anybody use it, it's got to be acceptable to the government. The U.S. historically has taken a very different approach. Right. That's why Silicon Valley developed here. That's yes. why the you know, Internet giants, for good or for bad, are based here because of permissionless innovation. And what the Biden administration is doing with this AI executive order is the exact playbook that I have seen take place in salons all across Brussels for the last 10 or 15 years. And it's resulted in innovation really getting squeezed in Europe. And you don't see them leading on 4G. Man. You don't see them leading on 5G. You don't need them leading on, you know, search or social media. And so it's concerning to me that we are going to sort of, you know, down level the playing field there. This, uh, this will leave all of this. Yeah. This will leave all of this to China. Right. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know, all of these constraints um, are not taking place in China. And there's a very unlevel playing field. I mean, our uh, Internet providers, uh, sorry, our online companies here, social media are not even allowed to do business in China. Uh, and so it's a very asymmetrical regime already. And so, yeah, we have to be very careful um, that we don't hold back, uh, you know, positive entrepreneurship from America. Are you concerned? And I know this is you know a little far afield from from what you do, but the AI um, order, the executive order, uh, calls for uh, regulations that will allow the federal government to look through every line of code in software. That seems uh, a little terrifying. I know that the government, I don't know who to root for on getting AI first, but I know our government has been looking, trying to develop AI. This gives them, this gives them the keys to all AI, doesn't it? Yeah, it's really a disturbing overreach. Again, this isn't sort of a... Um a conversation about regulatory philosophy around the edges, you know, where we're talking about, you know, between the 40s, I can agree, I can disagree. What we're seeing is really a pretty hard lurch to the left. And it's a view of the administrative state and a view of government that we haven't seen ever. in, you know, decades. We, yeah, right. Have it's, we ever it's, seen it's, Because it's this, ever. you described this as the old Soviet Union. I think you were the one that described this as the old yeah. Soviet Union, um, you know, the regulatory state really just taking everything on. Do you stand by that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, this, this digital equity plan that Biden has asked us to put in place, it is predicated on a less than one page provision that was tucked into the 2021 infrastructure law, less than one page. And it has sort of very high level uh, language about making sure that people don't discriminate in the provision of broadband going forward. It's fine as far as it goes. But the FCC, at President Biden's urging, uh, has just read effectively thousands and thousands of pages into that one-page law that Congress never passed. And yes, again, it, it is part of this broader play to empower the administrative state. And, uh, and, and I think it's a problem. Well, thank you for bringing it to our attention. I appreciate it. It's voted on next Tuesday, but it's pretty much a foregone conclusion, is it not? Yeah, this will pass. Next Wednesday is, uh, is the open meeting at the FCC. Uh, it will pass out of the FCC 
Um, but again, I think it's important that people still make their voices heard. There is a chance that um, some of the more extreme aspects of this could get walked back before that uh, vote. And so I do think it's important for people to talk about it. And then again, I think we have a chance, a good chance here um, on litigation, on appeal. But but the businesses also that are regulated need to push back. I mean, look, there's big corporations in this country have been playing footsie with the government for, for various reasons, including because the infrastructure law that this was a part of included $65 billion for um, internet builds in this country. And so there's sort of a, a broader warning sign here, a lesson that, that big companies need to learn, which is when you take this type of funding from the government, it comes with strings, yes, and the strings are getting worse and worse and worse. So we've got to be careful. Thank you. Brendan Carr, FCC Commissioner. Appreciate it. God bless. Um, here's, Thanks, a, here's a number that should shock you right now. There are over 38,000 U.S. veterans experiencing homelessness right now. Our heroes who signed up to protect and serve us. These people are now living on the streets, sleeping under bridges, lacking basics that you and I enjoy. The Tunnel to Towers found, I was about to say something about all the people that are living in hotels that came across the border. They're even kicking some of those veterans out to make room for uh, illegals. Well, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping these people who have sacrificed. They provide housing assistance and service to vets who meet the program's requirements. The Homeless Veterans Program. Last year, they helped 500 veterans. This year, the number is expected to be over 2,000. But that all happens because of you. If you or someone you know is a veteran who is homeless or at risk of homelessness, please go to T2T.org and complete the foundation's entry form so we know who you are and we can help you possibly. If you can help Tunnel to Towers make a difference, please do. 38,000 of our brothers and sisters need it desperately. Consider donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. 10 seconds, Station ID. So that's good news. Uh, Yeah. I, you know, I, uh, there's something, I don't know what it is, but it's the, the AI and the FCC thing. And maybe it's because of my background. I'm an AI nerd and, uh, I grew up, you know, starting at 13 years old, you know, in radio, having to take the FCC tests and all their regulations and everything else. And I'm telling you, if they decide to, They'll cut your legs off so fast and you'll have no recourse. This is very dangerous stuff. Very dangerous stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, we all can easily see it if we were to say the First Amendment goes away. Right? We would all see how vital that would be. Can you imagine what America would be like if talk radio didn't exist? I, the left can imagine it, which yes, is why they, they do stuff like this. Yes, they can. And they told us to get out of uh, all of the other businesses and go online. Start your own online thing. That's what they said. So we did. And look what they've done. They just cannot handle free speech. They just can't handle it. By the way, there's a bipartisan government surveillance reform act that is coming out. Uh, Mike Lee is part of this. It is 
actually bipartisan. Um, there are Republicans and Democrats who are uh, behind this. And it is they want to pass this before they renew Section 702 of the Patriot Act. I don't think anybody should be 702 should not be um, uh, re um, re-upped. I, I sorry. Um, they have proven too irresponsible for it. What they've done is this was to be able for us to spy on people overseas that might be suspected of terrorists. Well, we created secret courts. We know how that has been abused. They're monitoring Americans in the hundreds of thousands. Um, you know, there's a there's a very good chance, very good chance that I'm being monitored and people like me probably Stu is monitored uh ben shapiro and they have the right to do that because of section 702 they are doing now according to mike lee he said fisa court and the director of national intelligence have confirmed that our government conducted warrantless surveillance of millions of americans private communications it's imperative congress enact real reforms um, uh, to protect our civil liberties, including warrant requirements and statutory penalties for privacy violations in exchange for reauthorizing Section 702. Our Bipartisan Government Surveillance Reform Act stops illegal government spying and restores the constitutional rights of all Americans. I think we should, we should look into this, but it ends the backdoor search loopholes, uh, the reverse targeting and the purchases of private data from third-party brokers. You can read all about it on uh, glenbeck.com or The Blaze. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. Life doesn't uh, come at you slowly, does it? It's incredibly busy. And you don't have the time to be held back from living your life and doing the things that you have to because of pain. The pain we suffer, especially on a regular basis, is caused by inflammation in our joints, in our body. What's amazing about inflammation is it's the source of almost all of our problems. If you've uh, ever had this kind of diehard pain, get rid of it. I know you've probably tried everything. But there's a daily supplement out there that helps your body fight that pain, and it has worked wonders for me. 100% drug-free, developed by doctors to help reduce or eliminate pain. Over a million people have tried it, and 70% uh, of them have gone on, or gone on to order it again and again. I happen to be one of them. It's called Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 800 for relief relieffactor.com Studios America and Glenn TV back to back tonight don't miss it on Blaze TV blazetv.com/glen promo code is glen plus Well normally I wouldn't have somebody on who is anti-Semitic, who just wants all uh, Jews and Israelis to die. Nor would I have somebody on who is 
for drunk driving and just wants drunk drivers just to kill a bunch of people. But certainly I would never have a guest on who is both of those things. (laughs) But I'm going to make the exception uh, with Thomas Massey, who is getting unbelievable heat for what I think is doing the right thing. Hello, Thomas. How are you? I'm doing well, Glenn, and thanks for accurately portraying all my positions. Yes. Well, (laughs) you know, I'm just taking it from the press. Uh, Let's start with your rampant anti-Semitism. Well, um, I voted not, and and I know we disagree on this, Mm -hmm. but I I voted not to send $14.3 billion to Israel, and um, I voted not to uh, try to sanction Iran um, as a result of everything that's gone on. And most recently, I guess the, the mortal sin here is I voted not to censure Rashida Tlaib, citing my concerns about the First Amendment and a member's ability, a member of Congress's ability to say what they want, regardless of how hateful and detestable I might think it would be. Okay, now I know your stance on sending other countries money. Uh, you're you're being consistent uh, with all countries, not just Israel. Help me out with the Iran thing. Yeah, so um, one of the resolutions we passed that was to support Israel, and by the way, I agreed with much of the resolution. Uh, I do support Israel. I support their right to defend themselves, and I condemn the atrocities and the attacks right. that Hamas conducted. Yes. But the first thing that we did in supporting Israel was to try, it was this resolution, which if it just said we support Israel, would have been great, but I think it tends to expand the conflict when we should be trying to keep the conflict geographically managed. And I was worried that it would give President Biden the authority, the imprimatur of Congress, to attack Iran. And so mm. I voted against it for okay. that reason. All right. Now let's go to your your love of drunk drivers. <laughs> Favorite pastime yeah. of mine as well. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, so there is buried in this 1,039-page law that passed when the Democrats were in the majority, a provision uh, that, and I'm going to read this directly because the Democrats say it's not in there, so I had to read them the law to them. They obviously didn't read it before they passed it a couple years ago. But there's a provision for a kill switch in all new vehicles by 2026. And I'm going to read that very quickly. It says it will passively monitor the performance of a driver of a motor vehicle to accurately identify whether that driver may be impaired and prevent or limit motor vehicle operation if an impairment is detected. In other words, they have mandated that there be technology in every new vehicle sold after 2026 that evaluates your driving performance gives you a scorecard while you're driving. And if you fail, it will disable the vehicle and put you on the side of the road. There's so many problems with this. Even if you could imagine it would technically work, but it's not going to technically work. There'll be a thousand more false positives than there, than there are actual catching of drunk drivers with this technology. But let's say you're a mom and you've got kids in the car and you've pulled over twice onto the shoulder to let emergency vehicles go by. And then you swerved once for a deer. And now you make your final, uh, you know, uh, correction and boom, the car says, okay, we've, 
we're the judge and the jury. We've adjudicated your driving. We believe you're impaired. You have 100 yards to get to the side of the road. How do you appeal your conviction on the side of the road when it's your car who's convicted you? Well, this doesn't seem like you're four drunk drivers. I was very <laughs> excited to hear that take from you. But um, I will tell you that I, uh, I was at uh, OnStar uh, years ago. Um, and this is before Barack Obama. I was doing commercials for General Motors. And mm-hmm. I took a tour of their OnStar facility. And it was uh, in the morning. And you could see on their just gigantic electronic board all of the cars that had OnStar and were activating it or were having trouble or where they were. And I talked to the head of OnStar and he said, yeah, we, could, we can pretty much disable your car. And I said, have you, have you ever done that? And he said, well, you know with really bad amber alerts if we really know blah 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 and i said that doesn't sound like a good thing i mean i i celebrate it you know for the catching of the bad guy but what are your rules he said well we would never we would never well really um i don't like the fact that someone can disable my car for any reason I don't want the government or the car company or anybody else to disable my car. I don't like the fact that they can track my car, but that's the way it is. I don't want any more of this uh, control of my life in my car. Amen, brother. And what this purports to do, this law would be to allow an artificial intelligence to decide whether you have the right to travel or not. And that's why I offered an amendment yesterday to defund this. In one of the 12 bills that we're voting on, I offered an amendment to defund this rule, this law. And, uh, you know, I've been here 11 years. I lower my expectations for my colleagues every year, and it's still not low enough because my amendment did not pass. There were 19 Republicans who voted to keep the kill switch mandate in law um what part of what part of everyday life and the out of control growing authoritarian state do they not see what part of this do they not understand that oh this looks like it could be abused and the reason why i care about this one is because Everything else this government has given control over or been given control over, they have abused. These, these 19 Republicans are to the authoritarian left of AOC because even AOC voted for my amendment because she was concerned about civil liberties on this. So I don't know how you can be a Republican and be for limited government be against government mandates, be for allowing people to control their own lives, be for private property that you own, not some corporation, not some government, and be for the Bill of Rights, the Ninth Amendment, the Tenth Amendment, and and still want to have this kill switch mandate in these cars. Now, their argument is, oh, we want to catch the drunk drivers. The problem is this technology, the way they've, they've prescribed it, 
will have far more false positives and the, and it will crush your liberties if if the if this goes into place my only hope here glenn is that this technology they want is so ridiculous that they will put off the mandate once they realize they can't do it that's my hope I will tell you, I was um, I took a road trip with my son from Chicago to uh, Dallas last weekend, and there was a point on the road trip where I was looking for something. I was driving. I shouldn't have been doing this, but I was driving and I was trying to get something in, in behind my seat and I swerve a couple of times. There's no other cars on the road, but I take my eyes off the road and I'm grabbing and I swerve. And then I'm like, OK, OK, I gotta pay more attention and I do it again and I swerve again. The car said to me, is it time for you to take a rest? <laughs> My truck says the same thing. It puts up a coffee uh, icon. And then if you swerve a third time, or even if you just change lanes without using your blinker in my truck, if you do that enough times, it, it audibly puts a, a warning up and a bright red signal that says, you know, pull over, get some rest. The problem is what they will do in 2026 is connect that to your ignition and disable your vehicle. Now, let's say they who's going to come to the side of the road. Does the car lock itself and keep you there until the police can come and evaluate what, you know, your reasons. This is this is very problematic. But the technology you're describing, Glenn, I believe has a camera that is using some image processing to look at the lines in the road. Yes. Questions that I have, who has access to that camera when, you know, and do they have to get a warrant to get that? Does your insurance company start getting this streamed, you know, your driving score straight to the insurance company? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 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 The other is the technology that is being put in cars now that scans your eyes. It, it is supposedly being able to tell if you're too sleepy to drive by looking at your eyes. Uh, Correct. An- another camera that will be in your car, who has access to that camera and under what authority and do they need a warrant? Uh, these are questions that haven't been answered, but another congressman who serves on the Transportation Committee, his name's Scott Perry, who happens to also be chairman of the Freedom Caucus, he and I sent a letter to Secretary Buttigieg, um, they're trying to school me here on how to pronounce that, um, that, that ask them these questions because we don't know how they plan to implement this technology, but we can't imagine a good way to implement this no. technology. No, not, no, you don't give this to a government that is asking for a renewal of Section 702 and they violated everything in that. That is, that, that is, you know, your sacred honor to uphold those things. If that government can't not spy on its own people, we catch them silencing people and working with private organizations and private companies to silence people. You're going to give them more powerful, uh, more power with your car. No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, and, and what is what is impaired when you have COVID? Are you impaired? Will they disable you from traveling? Can you still get to a hospital uh, if they I mean, because they put brace ankle bracelets on people in Kentucky. Our governor did 
when they refused to to sign a certificate yes. saying they wouldn't leave their house. Just disable the uh, just just disable the cars. You're not That's leaving. Right. Uh, thank you so much, Thomas. I'm, I'm sorry for the heat you're getting, but I, you know it comes with a job, unfortunately. But geez, the you. mothers against drunk driving. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Um, well, thanks, Glenn. Re- you bet, Representative Thomas Massey uh, from the great state of Kentucky. Again, just talking about why he loves drunk driving uh, and uh, and hates Israel. I think that's what we learned. <laughs> All right. You got to get new towels. Go to the store, get great towels. Get, you know, you can get towels that are very, very absorbent, right? How much money are you going to cost you? And are they really, really great? Here's a question. Why even bother with the store now? MyPillow is announcing two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. Made with amazing ring spun cotton, which makes them incredibly absorbent and soft. And now you can get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98 with my promo code BECK. You can get the designer premium line for $20 more. That I think is for company only. I don't, no idea. Uh, But no matter what set you decide on, there's a 50% savings. The towels actually work. What a concept. To find the offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, and check out the new My My Towel six-piece towel set and get 50% in savings. Remember, enter the promo code BECK for the savings. You can call them now at 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117, or you can go to MyPillow.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So you remember those Scholastic uh, book fairs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were fun. They were they? fun, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, not so much anymore. No? We've, we've grown to trust Scholastic like we grew to, to trust, what is it? Scholastic, whatever. Um, you listening to this show for pronunciation of words? I'm surprised she's listening to the show at all, frankly. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, the book fair, we trusted it. Like we trusted Disney. That was a fun day. That was a fun day at school. It was. The it book was. fair was cool. Right. Not so much. Not so much. No? Not so much. Uh, Kirk Cameron is coming in. Um, he is uh, going to tell us the, the kind of unknown truth about the Scholastic uh, brand Uh-oh. and some of the things they're doing. And, Another um, thing that's going to be ruined for me? Is that what's going to no, happen? No, 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 no. He's actually starting another one. The Skytree Book Fairs, and mm. uh, he's announcing something on the program. Uh, you know, they started saying, let's take back our libraries back over the summer, and he was doing library readings. And look, you can keep stuff in libraries. You know, let's put it in the right sections. Maybe maybe there's a place for, you know, library books with the beads, you know, on the door frame. You know, maybe you have to go back and you shouldn't be, you know, you should be over this tall to ride this ride. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, he's been working on education and books and reading. And I think he has some exciting stuff to talk about, uh, coming up next. Now you think, uh, the leadership of, of young children, young minds, an important part 
of our country's future, mm-hmm. which at this point we seem to just be assigning to um, iPads and AI. That's our, that seems to be our approach for the next, I don't know, a couple decades. Let's see what happens. You know, what ha- the phone thing was a great example of this. We were like, hey, what happens if we turn over 10, 12 hours a day to a device we carry in our pocket and never look at each other in the eyes again? What could go wrong? Let's give it a whirl. Let's not talk seen, about it in advance. Let's just go yeah, for it. I don't think we've seen any ill effects of that. No. 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 You know, we are, we, it is so amazing because if somebody came down and was looking at society and saying, you, what do you mean you guys are depressed? You're not communicating with each other, blah, blah, blah. I mean, have you thought about your iPads and your phones? And we, we'd make all kinds of excuses for them. All kinds. That's the answer. It really is. That's the answer. The Amish. I mean, except for the horse and buggy thing and the no electricity and well, all the things that make our life. Phones, you know, they were right. Besides that, besides all those things. And maybe iPads and television and cable and satellite. (laughs) Let me talk to you a little bit about Hillsdale College right now. It is so important that you uh, understand our history and our Constitution. Hillsdale College, been around for a while, 1844. They've been providing top flight education and really uh, trying to give, uh, trying to create the great, virtuous and well-educated citizen. They produce now more than 40 free not-for-credit courses that are self-paced so you can start whenever you want. This is everything you need to change the way you understand our country, the world, your place in it. And it's all in one place, all without any kind of long-term commitment. Feel free to learn when and where you want. Check out Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution. You can get it now at hillsdale.edu slash Glenn. Easy to enroll. There is no cost. It's easy to get started. Hillsdale.edu slash Glenn. Hillsdale.edu slash Glenn. Register now. I think we've all been born for a reason. I I don't know if we we ever really know until we cross over to the other side. But we've all been born for a reason, and it's not a coincidence that you're here. It's not a coincidence that you were born at this time in this country with these problems. There is something you're called to do, and a guy who I really truly believe has been called of God to 
really restore our children, to help restore the truth in our schools, in our libraries, when we're reading to our kids, joins me in 60 seconds. First, bad news, someday you're not gonna be around anymore. When that happens, it'll be the job of your kids and your grandkids to carry on the tradition of bearing witness to the history for future generations. The question you have to ask, do they know our history? The writers of the Tuttle Twins books know that your kids are being exposed to garbage when they step into a history classroom. They've set out to change this with their Tuttle Twins history books. If you want to teach your kids the true principles of our founding, to look up the heroes that built our nation and excited about personal empowerment instead of victimhood, you need to get them the Tuttle Twins history books. Big sale on the books going on right now, this week only. Get the Tuttle Twins history books. They're on a big sale, plus they're throwing in two bonuses for free. So go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. It's their Veterans Day deal going on now, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. We welcome back to the uh, program a good friend, actor and producer, and dare I say it, activist, Kirk Cameron. Ooh. I know, that's a bad word, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, but I've been, I've been given worse words. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a few labels nowadays. <laughs> but you really kind of have, I mean, I think we all have. If you care about what's going on in the country, you can't sit around anymore. No, I think those days are over. At least I hope that they're over. Because there are others on the other side who are not sitting around. They yeah. are reformers. They're yeah. not sitting on the couch watching CNN uh, or, or, or Fox sort of crying about a Republican, conservative, Christian win here or there. They're saying, uh, we've got a ground game and we're relentless. We're not going to stop. And I think we could learn a lot of lessons from them. Yeah. Scholastic, uh, Scholastic they... Um, have had their book fairs for years and we've over a hundred years. Yeah. And we've all grown to trust that brand as Disney <laughs> and they've kind of gone the way of Disney. Haven't they? That's right. That's, that's right. Um, they, they have, they're, they're now controllers in part of the woke matrix and they're so massively influential. Uh, have you ever, have you ever wondered when you watch these videos of moms at school boards uh, screaming and yelling about this sexually explicit content, this nudity, this pornography coming down to elementary school kids? Where does this stuff come from? Is it the board members? Is it the librarian who's into this weird stuff? No, there's a wolf in grandma's clothing to use the Little Red Riding Hood metaphor. And that wolf we have discovered is the world's largest publisher and distributor of children's books, which is Scholastic. They're a billion dollar company around for over a hundred years. They have over a hundred thousand book fairs across the country, hundreds every single day in public and private schools. And the books are increasingly laced with gender confusing, race infused, pornographic, sexually explicit material that you can't even advertise on Facebook, the conservative Christian conglomerate meta <laughs> is even saying you can't show that stuff. And those are adult standards. That's not even pointing out the fact that these are images and content for minors. How is this even honestly, how is this even legal or possible? Didn't what was the state that just passed the law that if a if you can't say it on FCC regulated airwaves, mm. you can't use it in schools. That's right. And I, I don't understand it when these 
school boards will sit there and say, as parents will angrily read a book yeah. that their kids brought home, and they'll say, that's not appropriate. What do you mean it's not appropriate? We're all adults. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Glenn and, and, and Stu, I want you to know that that I'm not using hyperbole here. I didn't believe this until I bought the books and I read them myself. I'm holding them up here and we've got Welcome to St. Hell. We've got Stars in Their Eyes, Rick, Melissa, George, all sorts of, of books. And in there is literally instruction manuals for preteen children on how to uh, have sex as another gender and how to turn your female tiny sex organ into your very own two inch willy by injecting yourself with hormones. Oh God. You've got underage drinking clothes off in bed. You you've got scars from top surgery, breast removal, pictures, drawings, cartoons, all of Made this. For what age? These are for eight to 12. Oh my God. And then it goes younger when it really gets into books like uh, Julian is a Mermaid, where you have a grandmother who is what can only be described by me as grooming her grandson to explore the world of drag. These are for little kids. These are like kindergarten, first grade stuff. Oh my God. And so you're now talking about studies in from the United States government that reveal that you expose children to sexual material early, you increase their odds of being victimized, of going you, down aberrant trails. We all trails. know this. We've known this forever. If you're a parent, you know all of this stuff. And the fact that there are federal laws prohibiting the distribution of pornographic and obscene materials for minors because it's harmful to them doesn't go away when you put it into books like a this cartoon. and say that they're educational it doesn't make them less obscene and any less harmful and so we've got to wake up uh, and, and and not just frankly yell at the school board because they're heavily invested they haven't read every book in their library and the books are laced it's like it's like uh you know you get halloween candy that's laced with fentanyl you don't necessarily know that it's there but Scholastic is lacing their books with obscene material in the middle of the pages with benign looking covers so they don't even know it's there so what we need to do is say, now that we know, now that we're exposing it, uh, let's stop yelling at the school board, turn around in the board meeting, look at the parents and say, hey, mom and dad, what are you doing? Why are you dropping your kids off here seven hours a day to be indoctrinated by these people? Don't you understand that the whole point of this is to separate you from your children? You sexualize children, you drive a wedge between you and them and they will go down roads mm -hmm. because of their natural curiosity and their impressionable minds with teachers who are pushing this stuff. Yes. And Scholastic, former CEO, is saying, we are we are committed to putting more and more of this material in more and more channels as we possibly can. In fact, they apologized to the leftist organizations when they pulled back a little bit in some of these book fairs and put these uh, LGBTQ obscene other type uh, off to the hero, side. They put it off to the side and said, this is an, an optional package you could order. No, 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 no. They want it mainstream front and center. And so they apologized and doubled down on their efforts. Mm. This is Scholastic, the so what thousand you, pound gorilla in the space. So what are you doing? Because um, you have been great in libraries. Uh, you're 
you are on this and becoming Wait, the are face. they let it, allowing you in libraries now? I thought you were getting kicked out of libraries. Mm. I thought that was your thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't yeah, know they let you inside. They're so inclusive, they don't let me in the front door. <laughs> right, yeah. But you can get in. But you can get in window. because this is America. Oh, yes, <laughs> right. and this is America. Um, and there are many, many libraries who actually want us to come. So yeah. um, we, we have two, two things that, that I'm doing to sort of as a proposed solution to this horrible wolf in grandma's clothing. Uh, one, we've created a PDF so that parents can download the PDF and see everything that I'm talking about. Page, book number, author biographies, all of this stuff. You can show it to your fellow par- parents in the school. Show it to your principal. Show it to your librarians and school board members. Make them aware of what's going on. And then uh, don't just stick it to them to figure it out. Um, we have actually created uh, a nonprofit. It was started by a concerned mother called SkyTree Book Fairs. You can replace these harmful scholastic book fairs with helpful, wholesome book fairs with 500 books that have all been vetted and screened to take out all of the nasty pornography and the critical race theory and the race stuff. And they're about wholesome, good values. And we already have over 700 public and private schools that have already begun the process of replacing Scholastic with SkyTree book fairs. And the first one is coming up uh, next month in Spotsylvania, Virginia. First one. Public school superintendent of of the district is so excited about this. They have gotten rid of Scholastic. They're putting in uh, SkyTree book fairs. public school. Public school. How are they getting away with that? Oh, because, because they can. They can choose what book fairs they want or don't want. The reason that so many public schools and private schools go with uh, scholastic is a they're trusted right it's it's you you think so it's grandma Disney. you don't re, you don't know that grandma yep. was eaten up by the wolf yeah and now he's dressed in this trusted clothing called scholastic um b the schools actually get money from the books that are sold at the book fairs right there's a percentage that goes back to the school so they're that's part of their budget does that happen with the sky tree books um that's a good question i, I believe it does i believe that they get they get funds that come back to them to invest in more books like this and more programs yeah. that reinforce these values. So how do you, other. first of all, how do you get the, the PDF? The PDF. You just go to skytreebookfairs.org. It's a nonprofit. Skytreebookfairs.org. Download the PDF. Uh, it's really easy. You can text it to people, uh, email it to people. And also there are instructions there on how to begin the process of bringing Skytree Book Fairs to your school. It's fantastic. Well, it, it, it's an option. And this is, this is what's exciting about living at this time. Glenn, you just said you're born for a reason, on purpose, for a purpose, at a specific time, for these problems. I think that's why we're sitting here right now. It is. Isn't, isn't, isn't it mind-blowing to think, Stu, that before the stars began to shine in the universe, God knew that you and Glenn and I would be sitting here talking about just such an absurd reality that we live in, and then having... Do ideas to do something, do about, something it. about it and we can do it together and you know, make a difference is what's really amazing to me is he has that for everybody and how many people have been convinced by evil that they don't have a purpose there isn't mm. anything they yeah. can do that they they uh shouldn't pay attention or they will get in trouble if they you know stand up for things all of these lies yeah yeah, well, because our schools, uh, again, real real education, I think, has been eaten by the ravenous wolf. 
and replaced well, I mean, with something else. So, so when you take God out of the picture, you don't have what you're saying. You right. don't have meaning and identity and purpose other than this is how bacteria reacts at these temperatures. Right. After billions of years, right. cancer cells, why discriminate? Cancer cells from other cells. They're just trying to, to, to survive as well. No, no, no. There is good. There is bad. And there is purpose. And, and as, you're going th- as you're going around America and you're doing these things, what are you feeling? I'm feeling that we are living in, in really exciting times. Uh, revival, great awakenings, people snapping out of their stupors uh, have always happened in this country and around the world during times of moral collapse, spiritual apathy, economic decline, and political corruption. Yeah. And warfare. I think we're due for <laughs> one. No, I think we are. <laughs> they too. tend to happen about every fifty years. Yeah, I think this. I think this. Uh, this is what I'm sensing. This Israel thing has also awakened a lot. Not not just not just the bloodthirst uh, on October seventh, but also the bloodthirst that's in our own streets. I think people are going. Wait, 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 wait a minute. What? You're for what now? I think there's a lot of people that were just kind of coasting along and just you know, living on the, you know, the fringes and just kind of like, I'm not going to take a stand that are seeing things now going, wait, wait a minute. This is not what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I agree. You know, when you have a beer and you kind of have that buzz that sort of dulls your senses a little bit and everything just kind of seems like it's floating along. I I feel like because of our prosperity, because of our comfort and the ease with which we can go through days and just pick up a latte and Uber to the yeah. to the cafe. We we've sort of been in this 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 dull-minded buzz, not recognizing the the essential truths that if you are not pursuing truth and beauty and goodness sacrificially and leaning into that stuff with everything, including math, history, science, English, and economics and agriculture, you're screwed long term and your children will pay for it. That's what we're waking up to now. People are sobering up. Okay, I want you to go to skytreebookfairs.org. Skytreebookfairs.org. Get the PDF he's talking about, send it and share it with everybody, and then go to your school and see if you can you can get the Skytree Book Fairs uh, to come and, and do a book fair at your kid's school. It is important that we see these trusted brands that have long ago gone off the beaten path and gone their own way and are actually poisonous to our society and our kids. We have to see these brands for what they are. Uh, and time is really running out. It's not too late, but it is uh, gravely urgent that you do this now. Skytreebookfairs.org, as always. Beautiful. Great. Thank you, sir. Love Thank you so you, much. Stu. Thank you. Great to see Appreciate you guys. Great we'll to be working talk to with you. you. Again. All right. Uh, let me tell you about uh, preborn. Miracles can happen. In fact, they happen every single day. There is a bloodlust, there is a culture of death. And if we want to be on the right side, let's uh, let's choose life. Isn't that what God told us to do? Choose life. The Ministry of Preborn is rescuing, with your help, 200 babies every day from abortion. Preborn does this by offering free ultrasounds, so expecting mothers meet their unborn child, hear his or her little heartbeat, and then they also care about the mom. The reason 
the reason why things haven't changed is we haven't hit the hearts of people yet. And that's because, what, you don't care about the mom? You only care about the baby? What's going to happen after the birth? Well, this is what preborn does. They show that that is not a clump of cells, and then they help mom for the next two years. 60% of these women don't want to have an abortion. They felt that they had no other choice. Help them. Preborn. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250. Keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash back. That's preborn.com slash back. Sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds. Station ID. Anything. Thanks, Thank you. Appreciate it. By, by the way, I was looking at the website as you were referring to that. It does say that uh, money and rewards go to the school uh, for these book fairs. So in case you were worried about that. I was just trying to trap him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's such a good guy. Yeah. And really such cares about this guy. stuff, you know, and, yeah. and it's it's important that we have people who actually do. At times I think it feels like there's fewer and fewer, but I don't think that's reality. No, it's not. It, and you know what it is? Look at... Look at who we are compared to who we were 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Look at how much thinner, thinner, less wrinkly, more color in the hair. Yeah, that's yeah. No, Um, think about spiritually where you were 20 years ago, where you were on your understanding of the world, where you were an understanding of our country, your fellow Americans, what's important, what's not. I mean, think of that. We have grown a great deal. Yeah, and you could try to dismiss that. I think with, you know, everyone when they get older tends to think about things that are more important in life. But I don't think that explains this. No, no, this is because people are, you know, those of us who are awake are actually involved now. Mm. We're, we, we, and I think it's changing. I think we're all starting to feel like this is kind of my thing. You know what I mean? This is what and I, I remember saying this. Uh, when we had uh, the watchdog program, remember that? Mm-hmm. And we said, we can't follow everything that this administration is doing. Everybody has their own kind of thing that they know. Go follow that thing and let us know. Um, we should we should start that up again. But I think that's what's happening. You know, you've got people who are concentrating on uh, entertainment, on schools, uh, on parents, on uh, the sex ed, the DEI, the the Fed, all of these groups are coming and they're working separately. But again, like Billy Graham said, I think they're all going to come together in the end. It's good. Yeah, I think they're look, you can find encouraging signs if you look for them, if you are willing to accept them. <laughs> At times, I frankly don't feel that way. I don't feel like I can accept anything positive because it just yeah. doesn't seem like that stuff ever pans out. But in reality, I mean, look, there are a lot of signs out there. People are more active than they ever have been. You know, um, may I change the subject tonight at nine o'clock? We've we've put seven questions out to each of the Republican candidates and ask them these seven questions, uh, the questions that I think need to be Asked and answered and not in some stupid, hey, raise your hand sort of way. Give me an actual answer to this separately. We asked them those seven questions and we'll give you the results tonight at 9 p.m. Also, I mean, some say Joe Biden is a compulsive liar. 
making stuff up about his life. No, we have the evidence. He's actually Forrest Gump. He's been at all of the important things. Wow. We took him at his word and then looked for evidence. You will not believe what we found on on Forrest Biden tonight, (laughs) 9 p.m. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, we're going to talk about the economy here in uh, just a second. Carol Roth is uh, joining us. There are good companies out there, and then there are great companies. And I like working with great companies. And Goldline is one of those great companies I've been with for a long, long, long time. What they do is to make sure that you have protection against hard times. Goldline is at the top of its game. Goldline quietly over the summer with no fanfare decreased their prices across the board. They did this to say thank you, give back to their clients. They know everybody is struggling. Um, Prices were reduced for physical delivery orders. Uh, retirement accounts, their industry-leading accumulation program. They also added new referral program that includes free medals for clients who refer friends and family. Goldline trying to do the right thing by their customers and trying to make sure that you are stable in an unstable world. Call Goldline. They've packaged a special deal when you purchase one of Goldline's legal tender bar cards and uh, one of their silver Maple Flex bars. You get a hundred of the Mind Your Business silver bars, no additional charge. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Great episodes of Studios America and Glenn TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn and expanded debate coverage at youtube.com slash America. I have some great news. The Blind, the true story of the Robertson family. If you have not seen this movie yet, it is world class. Really, really good. It's now available for purchase on Blaze TV. Uh, It is the opposite of the anti-hero, the flawed person who makes no effort to change and then becomes worse and worse and suddenly is a hero. Uh, This is one of the worst people you will ever see, uh, Phil Robertson. Uh, he uh, like his life story is just brutal, brutal. And if you've made a mess of your life like he did um, and you or somebody you love is in a dark place, maybe all of the above, you need to see this movie. It is something you watch with your family. It is inspirational. It is empowering. Uh, it is called The Blind. Now, The Blind is not a Blaze Media production, uh, but. Phil is such a big part of our Blaze TV family. We wanted to make sure you had the opportunity to stream it here. So it's like Amazon or whatever. You can stream it, uh, but we can include it as part of the subscription because we don't own it. But we think you'd rather purchase it with us and stream it here rather than Apple or Amazon. So this is our first attempt at streaming uh, a mainstream movie. The opportunity is there. Don't miss the opportunity. Buy it today at blazetv.com slash the blind for nineteen ninety nine. That's blazetv.com slash the blind. Okay, uh, let's see. We have a couple of things. First of all, uh, Janet Yellen yesterday came out and said we can't cut the IRS eighty million dollar increase because quote it will uh, hurt the IRS plans for improved service. Oh, they had some really great customer service things that they were going to do. So can't cut that. Also, there's a story out about how our U.S. debt, the interest payment alone, 
is now surging past one trillion dollars a year. Carol Roth is in studio to talk to us about that. Hi, Carol. Hi, Glenn. What a great achievement. Aren't you excited? We finally got that interest payment. Our credit card payment is a trillion dollars a year on an annualized basis. Yeah, but we can borrow it higher and higher interest rates. Right. So we can make it two trillion soon. Right. It, this is this is fantastic math. It's, uh, you know, the eighth wonder of the world, as Einstein said, is compound interest. Either you're making it, you're earning it, or you're paying it. And we are paying it. Think of this. Do you remember that debt clock in New York City? And it was, I don't remember when they started it, like $5 trillion. And it would take forever to get to six. Now, every year, just on interest, and we've just begun this journey, just on interest, a trillion dollars. Yeah, I think that people, you know, don't realize this is the cost of financing things We've already bought. This doesn't get us anything new. It crowds out other spending. It crowds out, as we take debt, productive capital in the market that grows the economy. It's just the worst possible personal finance. You know, if you're in your your home and you overspend and you put everything on the credit card and now all of a sudden you're paying all of this money in interest, you would say to, to a family, that's ridiculous. You have to get your house in order. And what that family says to you is, no, 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 I'm going to get another credit card. <laughs> right. Okay. And I'm going to I'm going to pay that interest and that interest because I'm not really paying those things down. That interest is going higher and higher because I'm becoming a greater and greater risk. But you know what people do? You know, if you have your own credit card, sometimes they'll go, oh, well, there's this great offer over here. There's a a zero percent, you know, introductory rate. So I'll just transfer it over here. We don't have that luxury. The (laughs) rates just continues to increase. I think it's doubled in the last like 19 months in terms of the the financing costs for the U.S. government. So we're having to pay higher and higher rates on all of our borrowing, including the interest, the financing cost of that borrowing. So it was just a couple of months ago that I saw that it was $700 billion uh, a year on Mm -hmm. interest. That was just a couple of months ago. Now it's over a trillion dollars a year. And we've only refinanced about a third of it, right? I mean, I don't even know if it's that much. I know that uh, as of a few months ago, about a third was coming due over the next, you know, 12 years, months. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think we've gotten that yet. And in fact, um, they said that they're going to have to borrow, just, you know, forget about the the interest payment, but in terms of new money, Janet Yellen, Treasury said, um, over the next six months, almost $1.6 trillion. It's incredible. So I had, Carol, I had Brian Riedel on, uh, I don't know, it was a couple of years ago now. Yeah. And we were talking about this problem. He was talking about how large it was going to get. And what he said at the time, and he said over and over again at the time, was why don't we take these short-term loans that we've made in this very low interest rate yes. environment uh-huh. and just lock them in long-term, long-term right. right? Because we would avoid so much of this. And and like normally I come back to, well, the government doesn't care. They want to spend more money. But this is the reverse. Like they are going to now spend more money on stuff that they can't get. It's just like they're just giving money to lenders instead of getting all their fancy new programs. It's actually even worse for people who want to spend. Why didn't they do this at the time? This is the biggest debate. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Stan Druckenmiller. He is this iconic billionaire investor, incredibly smart and savvy. And he basically said, he put Yellen right on the hot seat, said this is the biggest mistake 
anybody has ever made the fact that we had all of this debt and you didn't lock it in over the long term, which in theory I agree with and is something I think you and I have even Mm -hmm. talked about. The issue that has sort of come out as a bunch of us have done the research is that the reason they didn't do that is that they couldn't. Mm, there was not enough demand at those, you know, high high end. Because of the we yield had shot card. ourselves in the foot Be- so much. Exactly. And that what would happen when there is no demand and you try to put more supply in, that the interest, interest rates. rates go up. And so basically mm. what is believed in economic circles is that that would have killed the economy and thrown the treasury into a, a tizzy, the treasury bond market into a tizzy. And so if you read, there's a new report, this Treasury Borrowing Advisory Committee just put out this report and they said, we recommend right now that they issue at the shorter end of the yield curve, things like you know two year and five year and maybe 10 year above the normal recommended allocation. That sounds a lot like inflation, right? We'll let it we'll let it run higher for a little bit of time. Eventually we want to get back to there. But the reason is because there is no demand for locking up money with the US government mm. for 30 years and the rate that you would have to pay would just absolutely undo everything. So this is a real concern and it's one that doesn't go away. You know, it's not like we're like, oh, well, we're in this this tight period, but they're going to be cutting spending and we have all these great initiatives. There's absolutely no appetite to cut spending. We're obviously in a very tenuous geopolitical environment, which, you know, Yellen's come out and said, oh, yeah, we've got you know plenty of money to be able to help finance that, let alone that escalates. I mean, we are in a really perilous financial position and the treasury market and that information that's coming out there is really telling an important story. Of course, they make it very opaque. So the average person doesn't understand that. And the numbers have gotten so high, I don't think people can even process it. So, I mean, I've been saying this forever that we are going to pay a very high. Ronald Reagan said it. FDR said it. If you don't have your house in order, there comes a point where it just all comes crashing down. It doesn't seem to be crashing down. I mean, it's bad, but people still tell me we're not going to lose the reserve currency. We're going to be fine. The dollar is going to be fine. We're going to come out of this. I can't. They can't explain to me how, but they seem to be right. I mean, how long is this? Could this last? I mean, that's a that's the multi-trillion dollar question, right? We don't know. I mean, we look at periods in history, we go back 50 years and we look back historically, that's a tiny time period. But when we're living through it, you know, that's a big chunk of our lifetimes. So for us to say, oh, you know, it's going to happen in a day, a week or whatnot, we just know we're heading towards that precipice. What we've had going for us this whole time is that we have an incredibly productive population. We have a lot of ingenuity um, and we are we're the cleanest. That. And it, yes, so we're, we're on the wrong side, mm-hmm. but it, it still exists. Yes, it does. And we are the cleanest shirt in the laundry because we are not the only central bank that has you know committed these sins. And so there isn't sort of this obvious successor. But as we've talked about before, when you think about these changes in the financial world order, not every war 
brings about a new financial world order, but every new financial world order has been brought about by war. And to the extent, God forbid, things escalate in a crazy way, that becomes an opportunity to reset what do the reserve currencies look like, what do the debt loads look like, they change around, they change the rules of the game, that becomes a reset button for them. And so I sincerely hope that this is not something that's being looked at as a potential positive oh, or you know good no. outcome no who would <laughs> who would look at something like that and say it would be an opportunity for a great reset no they're not looking that at all no, right <laughs> uh carol roth uh i wish we had more time with you carol um but thanks for coming in she is the author of the book you will own nothing she is a former investment banker uh and she gets your town your job your finances uh, read the book, You Will Own Nothing, and figure out a way forward for your life. Carol Roth. Over a decade ago, after desperately trying to sell a home uh, in the New York area and hitting a brick wall, uh, I had had enough. And I was like, I, 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 don't, I don't know what I'm doing with real estate. I don't know how to sell a house. I don't think these people know how to sell a house either. I started doing business with the uh, what the Wall Street Journal said was the 500 top real estate agents in America. And I, over a few years, started to really learn what makes a great real estate agent, talking to them and finding the best business practices and everything else. We talked to these dedicated people, and then my brother and I were like, we have all this information. We should just look for those kinds of real estate agents so we can recommend them to people. That's what we've done. We started um, looking for them. We have, I think, I can't remember, 4,000 of them. There's like 10,000 on a waiting list, but we won't do any more than we already have because we can't follow them all the time. We want to make sure your experience in selling and buying a house is the best. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Tell us where you're buying, selling, whether it's across the street or across the country. We'll help you find the right person for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Is there justice in America? Blaze Media and Blaze.com explores. In the media appearances, um, Officer Dunn, who was there on January 6th, um, his testimony before Congress and his memoir, he, he described how he was the target of vicious racial abuse, claiming 20, 30, 40, 50 people, and I'm quoting, crowded around him and chanted the N-word during the chaos of the afternoon. Unfortunately for him, we have reviewed hundreds of hours of video evidence from the day, and that never happened. Now, here's where this is a real problem. This is all based on open source video that we collected based on his testimony. He was very clear when it happened and where it happened. It didn't. The real tragedy is this unstable man's testimony in a federal trial was instrumental in the conviction in the conviction and sentencing of several Americans to years in prison. I don't know. This sounds kind of important. Is it important to anyone? 
We're still waiting on the Speaker of the House who promised us these tapes. Still don't have them. But the government had them the whole time. They had the tapes. They hid them. We're making sure that they're all exposed. This is the reason why we made so many changes uh, to Blaze News. My gosh, have you gone to another news site now? It's, it's weird. It's yeah. weird. It's jarring. There's, there's no ads on Blaze.com. Go to the Blaze.com. It's our news site. There's no ads on it, no pop-up, nothing, except one that says, hey, you want to be a freeloader? Um, <laughs> uh, but other than that, and it is so weird. I go now to other sites that I didn't notice like how bad it was i i i mean it's overwhelming now going to other sites how bad the ad problem is. yeah we're used to getting our news from sites that pelt us in the face with pop-up ads constantly constantly and look i get it i get why they're doing it and, to, and to be honest it's a big risk for the blaze to Huge. to stop running ads, it frankly uh, but if you could support uh, blazetv.com slash glenn code is glenn plus you can save uh, off the subscription right now it's five dollars a month $36 a year, um, and it ensures that we do more meaningful work uh, like this. These big in investigations. Yeah. Big investigations. We have a documentary that just came out yesterday on what really happened in uh, Hawaii. I don't think I have the time to play the Maui 911. Do I have time? Yes, play it. The chief of the Maui Emergency Management Agency, Herman Andaya, had no experience in emergency management and wasn't even on Maui the day of the fires. We obtained hundreds of recorded 911 calls that reveal a horrifying level of dysfunction. We had blocked off all the exits, so the only way for us to get back home was on the bypass and the fire flew over my car's on fire at the bypass. It took more than five hours for the official in charge of water management to release water to save the town. During a debate last year, he said water usage should be based on equity. Let water connect us and not divide us. Like we, we can share it, but it requires true conversations about equity. As officials like him dithered, people in Lahaina were struggling to figure out what to do. Ma'am, what do I do? I'm at Lahaina Strip. The fire is coming our way. The rot at the top translated to unmitigated catastrophe the day of the fire. Lahaina is fucking burning. Are you able to get your children? No, I, I'm not. We are not allowed to evacuate yet because they're taking a pole out of the road. And when the fires restarted, firefighters were on their lunch break. You can see here in Miller's video how police and the public utilities were blocking the roads out of Lahaina, pushing residents towards the ocean. 911 operators received dozens of calls regarding people trapped downtown. My boyfriend lost reception, I think, because I have been on the phone with him. The lower road that leaves Lahaina past the Boys and Girls Club, has anyone gone down there to check? Because I guess a bunch of them were just stuck. The key to surviving was to ignore the roadblocks, to disobey mm. what authorities were telling you. All on Blaze TV. Check it out now. BlazeTV.com. The Glenn Beck Program.